We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Friday, it's September 29th, it is 2023. We have our last huge slate of the morning grind season for baseball. We'll do some playoff stuff next week and the week after for the two to four game slates that we'll have. And uh, we have 13 games here, joined today by Keith Eiser. Eyes 819. Keith, what's happening, my friend? Not too much. Baseball season winding down here. We got wild card races coming to the finish. My Cubs are doing their best to choke away a playoff berth, um, but we'll see if they can pull one out here late against Atlanta. They gave away too late the last two days, so maybe they can pull one out. Not not feeling very hopeful about that, but Monday night uh, football, or Thursday night football, rather. Um, Lions looking really good. They got that big win in Kansas City. Now they're going into Green Bay, and they look dominant, so. Detroit might be a team to watch out for. They look legit. Yeah, I mean, happy to see a touchdown finally um, from the Green yeah. Bay side of things. So, um, rough, rough game so far, uh, DFS wise. So, see how how it ends up. I have a lot of Musgraves, so I'm just hoping there's somehow some way that I can break even. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> it's as simple as that. All right, we got baseball. Like I said, last. Uh, big slate for us um we'll we'll talk some playoffs we'll probably be off monday there probably won't be a morning grind monday for what it's worth um and then we'll be back tuesday um so all right 13 games we get started with boston at baltimore eight total in this game baltimore is a 150 favorite we got pavetta and means facing off against each other let's go pavetta first keith we saw Baltimore clinch on Thursday. Do we think we get a rundown Baltimore lineup and Pavetta at 7,600 becomes this like really stud value play? I do kind of think that. Um, it's going to be hangover season here for the Orioles. Pavetta has a 30% strikeout rate on the season, so I'm kind of interested either way, even if we don't get a watered-down lineup. I love to chase strikeouts in this 7K range, and Pavetta has been nearly an elite strikeout pitcher this season. Uh, gets the upgrade of leaving Fenway Park and going into Baltimore, which is not near as friendly for home runs. He's a fly ball pitcher, so I think that the safety here going into Baltimore is really nice. If he gets a weakened lineup, I'm I'm super interested. He probably ends up really chalky if, if the lineup is watered down, but I'm interested no matter what the lineup looks like here. I'm just chasing that 30% strikeout rate. At 7,600, his leash has been really good here, uh, fully stretched out over 90 pitches in three straight. So Pavetta 7,600 is, is too cheap for the spot, I think. You have to – I mean, you have to think like Rutschman, Santander, Henderson get the day off, right? Like at minimum. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, yeah, I think this is a I think this is an excellent spot for Pavetta depending on lineup. Like you said, he has a 30% K rate on the season. 
really saw a bump in his strikeouts this year. Um, and it really hasn't stopped. You know, he has been elite strikeout to walk ratio down the stretch. And yeah, I mean, at 7,600, I think that no matter what happens here, I think he's going to be somewhat in play. Um, John Means on the other side of this game is good to see Means come out and throw seven innings against Cleveland last time. Um, much better matchup in that that game. Boston, they're going to be able to throw a lot of right-handed hitters at him. I don't think this is the spot I want to play Means, but it was good for Baltimore's sake to see him you know, kind of come out and have a good outing. Yeah, working his way back from Tommy John surgery, just his fourth start of the season in the big leagues. Um, strikeout stuff has not quite been back, but 96 pitches in that start against Cleveland. Like you said, really good to see him out there. Always hate injuries. Always hope guys can come back to what they were um, pre-injury. And, and John Means was a really good pitcher pre-injury. So hopefully he gets that that stuff back. I, I need to see a little bit more in the strikeout department, I think, before I want to play him in DFS. Probably going to have to wait till next year. Maybe, maybe he makes a playoff start or two that, that matters, but I'll, I'll leave him on the shelf here today against Boston. Yeah, I hope he makes a couple playoff starts because we'll uh, we'll take some home run shots against him. So, uh, really, <laughs> just we just haven't seen any strikeout stuff from him yet. Like you said, nine percent um, through his three starts. So, uh, let's talk Boston bats. What are your thoughts here on Boston? I think you're you're chasing home runs, like you said. Um, Baltimore's home home park is not a great park for home runs any longer since they moved the fences back, but. Means is a fly ball guy who's had a home run problem throughout his career. Um, I mean, you can certainly play Devers lefty-lefty. He has no no struggles there whatsoever. Turner at 4,500. Duvall is a guy I'm really looking at. I know his splits have kind of been a little bit weird this year, um, but a guy who's had a ton of success against lefties throughout his career. Uh, Trevor Story at 3,800. I I absolutely love that that play. Um, Just too cheap. Another guy who's had a ton of success uh, against lefties throughout his career. I'm I'm fine with a little three man here, but mostly I'm I'm home run chasing. Yeah, I think home run chasing is kind of what I'm looking at. Um, I mean, not only could they give like their starters a day off, they could give their bullpen a day off, and we could get like really bad bullpen, and like a stack could really work here if Means is not pitching well. Um, so I mean, there's some merit to potentially stacking this team up, but I think my favorite hitter from Boston today is Adam Duvall. Um, this guy has big power against left-handed pitching. Um, Rafaela is someone he should bat leadoff at 3,800. So, um, and then Ref Snyder is someone at 2,700. He should hit up towards the top of the lineup as well. So, uh, just some names to throw out there. Uh, the Baltimore side, I mean, you you can always chase home runs against Pavetta. That's like always been his biggest thing is just giving up home runs, but I even like if everybody plays, I don't have a ton of interest outside of maybe like Henderson and Santander, not a stack spot, just chasing some home runs on really kind of on both sides of this game. Yeah. I mean, we have to see what the the lineup looked like, looks like kind of what we alluded to. If we get some cheap guys in there, cheap guys with power that I'd be looking at uh, Heston Kierstad is, is jumping off the page, Um, had good power numbers in the minors, 2,700. But again, I think I'm going to be much more on the Pavetta side here. If O'Hearn is in there, I'm, I'm good with that one as well. Just kind of some cheap power here. Um, but let's see what the lineup looks like. All right, moving on. We got Tampa Bay at Toronto. No total in this game. We're going to see that a, a bunch here. Because, um, I, I mean, like Tampa, I don't know. Can they not catch Baltimore now for – um that is correct baltimore has clinched the division yeah so i mean not only did we not only potentially a bad baltimore lineup a potential bad tampa lineup like now is the time to give you guys a couple days off um if you're tampa so yeah no total in this game i think that's the reason why let's uh savelli and ryu any interest here um in savali at 8k even expecting a watered down lineup here, you're you're absolutely right. Tampa Bay should they're locked into that first wild card spot. They cannot lose it. They're they're way up in that spot. So they're locked into their playoff spot. They should be resting guys here. Um Ryu just doesn't have the strikeout stuff that I'm really looking to target in DFS. He's he's up at eighty five hundred. 
even if we get a watered down lineup, I don't think I'm playing Ryu. Yeah, I mean, I think both of these pitchers are kind of guys I'm going to be out on. Um, no real interest in Savali. I think like his upside is just capped, especially with them clinching. You know, they need him healthy for the playoff run. So, I mean, 85 pitches here, 90 pitches. Is that really the guy like 8K that we want to pay up for? And it's not even necessarily paying up. Like at 8K, you still need a little bit of upside. So um, I think this is just a spot I'm out on the pitchers. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. I'm, I'm not interested in Savali. Tampa Bats, I mean, it's this is the one of the hardest podcasts of the year because now you're starting to play into the situations. Um, like Diaz is banged up right now. Highly doubt he plays in this game with a hamstring. There's no reason to rush him back now with the hamstring injury. Um, they had Rally go on the IL, series on the IL. Um, Diaz, like I said, is potentially going to be out low or uh, low. I'm struggling with Tampa. Like I want to attack Ryu. This is where we could potentially get some value though. Like a guy like Margot could potentially hit leadoff. We could see like a Curtis Mead draw a decent lineup spot here. If some people are sitting Arenada, lefty lefty, but if he's cheap and he's up there, um, Renee Pinto cheap catcher, like there's so much potential for cheap bats, depending on like who's in and who's out here for Tampa. So might be a spot where we just kind of look for some value one-offs or even like two or three mans. Yeah. I think you're going to be able to get a really cheap three man here that, that looks pretty good. Um, probably I, I would guess they play some young guys here. Mead, like you mentioned, I like that call quite a bit. Camonero is a, a really good prospect. Um, he's been hitting up at the top of the order with all the, the injuries Tampa Bay is dealing with. So 2,900 for him. I, I like that quite a bit. Uh, Pinto, if you want to punt catcher, is certainly in play. Um, yeah, I, I think you're going to have plenty of value here, and and I'm certainly not afraid of Rio. He just doesn't have strikeout stuff to to get it past these guys. So uh, one of one of the top uh, mini stacks on the slate, I think, if you're looking for value. Toronto bats. Um, I mean, Toronto. They're still not locked in either. Um, what are your thoughts here on Toronto? Savali is a, a talented enough pitcher. I, I am kind of with you that I don't think they'll really extend him. They're just going to let him go out there and get his work, maybe five innings, and that, that might be it. So we could get some weak relievers here from, from Tampa. They're And they're they're not necessarily expensive. Like Bichette and, and Vlad are mid-4Ks. We've seen them north of 5,500 and even 6K at times. So like there's there's decent pricing here on Toronto. I don't hate some shots. It's not one of my favorite offenses on the slate, um, but Savali is not a pitcher I'm necessarily afraid of, and I don't think he has a, a super long leash here. So some shots on Toronto is fine by me. Um, the two I mentioned, Bichette and Vlad, are are the two that are my favorite. Uh, Belt is 4K. He's had a, a pretty decent season. Um, Biggio has been hitting a lot better here recently. 2,700. I can get behind some Biggio as well. All right, we're moving on. Philadelphia at New York facing the Mets. Walker against McGill in this one, eight total. Philly's a minus 120 favorite here. Uh, any interest here in Tajon Walker? Yeah, I mean, he's fine. He's never a guy that's exciting to play in DFS. Occasionally, he'll, he'll post the, those spike strikeout games, though. I don't think it's... A likely spot here. The Mets, the Mets aren't great. They've given up on the season. They're they're ready to go home. So if you want to take that angle, um, it's a great ballpark to pitch in in City Field. He's eighty one hundred. It's a little more than I'd like to spend on on Taiwan Walker, but he's fine. Is is the best I can say about him. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's the worst, but I also don't think he's the best play here. Um, I think I'm going to pass. I'll probably pass on McGill unless Philly for some reason has a really bad lineup. I know um, Harper had like he left after he got ejected, right, or something he like that. He got ejected. Yeah, yeah, so, he got ejected. Really bad call. Yeah, <laughs> check, so check swing call, I think it was, and he got he got run. He was not happy. They played their like normal lineup throughout the game, so um, it's tough to say what Philly will do. But they've clinched a wild card spot, and they have nothing to gain by any of these games. So, uh, any interest in McGill? 
No, I mean he's cheap. If it, if the Philly lineup comes out and it's it's real bad, I don't hate a dart throw, but it's it's not going to be anything outside of that. Uh, McGill's not has doesn't have the strikeout stuff. He's under twenty percent on the season. Um, so no, no real interest unless the Philly lineup is just terrible. I think the Philly bats, if we get a normal lineup here, um, I hate the ballpark, but love the matchup. I, I could see them, I could see them having a good game against McGill. Um, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, I'm, I'm on board with that. I, the only thing with these teams that have clinched, like I, the Dodgers kind of did this on, on Thursday night. We were talking about it a little bit. Um, like pinch hit risk is going to be elevated for all of these playoff teams. They're gonna want to get get their guy keep their guys fresh by maybe getting them a couple of bats and then we could see them get lifted. So a little concern in that that type of regard. I think I'm gonna be targeting teams that have something to play for for the most part. Um, but certainly Tyler McGill is is a good target. Um, gives up plenty of hard contact. The Phillies have t- plenty of power, so I'm I'm fine with that. But won't be one of my higher own teams for sure. Yeah. Um... obviously like what you mentioned as far as like pinch hit risk um phillies are like one of the hottest teams in baseball right now so i wouldn't be shocked if we see a normal lineup from them every day um but i mean if it gets five runs either way don't be shocked if harper turner schwarber romuto castellanos come out i did read a report earlier today that like um hoskins was taking bp to get him back for the playoffs that could be huge um because it was ACL yeah. or something, and he wasn't expected to play at all this year. Yeah. Derek makes a really good point in the chat. I heard Roth say this on Crunch Time. New York is supposed to get pounded with rain, so there's a pretty good chance this game doesn't even play. Just that doesn't hurt my feelings, though, right? Like <laughs> no, I, I, feel I, like I agree. It does, yeah, <laughs> uh, Mets bats. If this game does play, and like I hear you, Derek. We just always break down every game and like what weather be weather in the morning. Um. Mets out without Marte McNeil now. Um, what are your thoughts here on the Mets? Yeah, I mean, Walker's a, a pitcher that I'm fine stacking against. He can get wild at times. Um, Alonzo and, and Lindor are both affordable. Mauricio is a guy I've been playing a bunch of recently. I think he's a, he's a real talent. Plenty of power, plenty of speed. Um, Alvarez, I like a lot in this spot. 3,400 at catcher. Um, probably not a full stack because of the ballpark, but a mini stack of, of the Mets I'm good with. Derek says, I know I shouldn't have mentioned it. <laughs> LOL. Um, <laughs> no, always mention that kind of stuff because I don't always see it. I didn't see that. Um, and I honestly, I hope you're right, Derek. I really do. I hope this game doesn't play. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we've got 13 uh, of them. I think we can sacrifice one. <laughs> like I want to X this game out anyway. Like I right. feel like, yeah, let it be. All right, Washington at Atlanta. 10 total in this game. The Braves a 325 favorites in this one. Um, Trevor Williams gets that Don and matchup of facing um, Atlanta. And then Allen Winnens is going to be pitching on the other side of this game for Atlanta. Um, any interest here in Williams? No interest in Williams. My job is just to ask, Keith. because That's what my job is. Um, what about winnings on the other side of this game? Yeah, some interest. Um, he's been really good. The, the strikeout rate is above average, 27 and a half percent. The walks are excellent at 5%. So I wish he was a little cheaper for a matchup against Washington because we know they make a ton of contact. They, they swing early in the count, trying to put the bat on the ball and, and they do a pretty good job of it. They don't walk either. So I think he can go pretty deep into this game. I don't think Winans is in their playoff rotation. Maybe they're in, like I know Charlie Morton's dealing with some stuff. Like I feel like they're, they've kind of rested some guys down the stretch here. They're going to get healthier once the playoffs come around. Um, so I think he's a guy that they don't mind extending here. So I have a little bit of interest. I think he can go in, go through like seven innings in this spot. I, I do worry about the strikeout upside because Washington is so contact heavy, but 8,700, if he can give me seven innings and six strikeouts, I'd be good with that. I think I disagree with you as far as like him being limited a little bit here. And it's more of like, we have to remember Morton freed Soroka. Like they're all on the IL. Ian Anderson's been out. Like Trinos is on the IL. Like they are hurting at pitcher. They have the the best offense in baseball. No one can argue that, but 
I mean, we know Strider. Game one. They, they've got the bye, though. They So they, they don't play a playoff game for at least a week. Yeah, but I could see him. I could see him come out in the fifth or sixth inning at, at like 88, 90 pitches and be done. I don't think he's getting limited to 80, but I also don't think he's going over 100. Okay, we agree there. Yeah, so I mean, I, I think a middle ground, you're kind of hoping he gets like 95. He's 8,700. I mean, if he only throws 85 pitches in this game, that sucks. Um, yeah. Against a low strikeout team. So, I mean, like, think about it. Strider is their day one for sure. Then Bryce Elder? I guess. I mean, I think I think Morton will be back by then. I, I th- Yeah, I guess. I know, like, it was an index finger, so he's probably fine. And they're just giving him some rest down the stretch. But, yeah. um, and like, I thought I read like Freed was like a blister or something. So and, maybe yeah, I'm, I think Freed will be back too. Maybe I'm just overthinking it. They shut these guys down because they didn't need to win games kind of. So I like him. I do. I, I think he is someone that is talented and I think that Washington's not. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, I mean, like, you know, I, I just, maybe, like I said, maybe I'm just overthinking the, the pitch count a little bit too much. Um, I don't know. This guy has been in the minor league system forever and he's finally getting a shot. And like, this is maybe a spot he can go out and prove himself to earn a, earn a trip to spring training or something. Who knows? But, um, bats, Washington bats. I think CJ Abrams is always interesting for Washington. They're getting a huge ballpark upgrade going from Washington to Atlanta. I guess it's not huge, but it's a nice ballpark upgrade. Um, especially left-handed power bats. What are your thoughts here on Washington? Yeah, I, I like Abrams as a player. He's been really good, and for that reason, he's up to 5K. So I, I don't love the price, but there's definitely speed and power upside there. Um, probably not stacking. Winans has been good, like I mentioned. So I'm I'm a little shy, uh, scared off of that. Um, and Washington has not, like you said. So um, definitely no stack for me. They don't. They just don't have the power. That's that's the problem. So I'm I'm out on Washington. Yeah, like Abrams gives you double, triple stolen base upside. I think he's at 44 or something like that on the season stolen base wise. Yep. So um, does he? Every time he gets on base, does he run here? I wonder if he has like an incentive in his contract for like 50 yard or 50 stolen bases. Who knows? There's all kinds of like incentives like that in baseball contracts. But um, as far as Atlanta, if we get a normal lineup, if we get a bad lineup, I don't think it matters for me. I mean, whoever cracks the lineup for Atlanta today, I think they're in play. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they we've been playing Atlanta the entire second half of the season um, at whatever pricing. And even when, like, if it's Darno over Murphy or if it's Rosario instead of Harris or something, like whatever they do with the lineup, like you said, Polar gets a, a spot start, something like that. Um, still interested just because of the environment around them. Like they have like eight great hitters uh, and then their bench hitters are plenty talented enough. So great matchup here against Trevor Williams. I'm, I'm definitely in on the Braves. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing too, like we talked about on the podcast yesterday, Atlanta had a little incentive to try to keep the Cubs out of the playoffs. I mean, you know, so a normal lineup, maybe this is the day they kind of give Acuna, Olsen, Albies, Riley days off. But I don't think it matters against Williams. I think anybody that cracks the lineup going to be in play for Atlanta today um, against Trevor Williams. So moving on, we got San Diego. Sorry, I got totally thrown off by a, a, a deep throw by Jordan Love. So, um, Oh, Jaden Reed. Nice. Needed that one. Yeah, I just need Jordan Love. Um San Diego at Chicago taking on the White Sox. We got an opener reliever situation for San Diego. Dylan Sees making his final start of the season. Eight and a half total. Padres a 145 favorite. Um, are you touching this opener situation for uh, the Padres? No, I think it's it's going to be like a three innings each type of thing. Like Avila is stretched out enough where he's he's going to go long enough to where Nick Martinez is probably not playable. Um, if I was targeting one, it'd be Martinez, but I'm I'm probably out on both, even even against the White Sox. Yeah, Dylan Cease last time out, um, absolutely pouring in that game, and they played through it. And Dylan Cease had a phenomenal game. Maybe they didn't check him for sticky stuff, and he had his. Um, <laughs> He had his uh, revolutions back in the baseball. Um, 
he's thrown over 100 pitches now in four of his last five starts. He's 8,900. It's a tough matchup against San Diego, but I think ceiling-wise, when we're looking at like pitchers that are not playing for something in okay matchups, I think he's interesting because, I mean, we're going to talk about Joe Ryan. Joe Ryan, potentially the best pitcher on the slate, but could potentially be capped by pitch count. So, you know, something to kind of think about when we talk about him. But, I mean, I think ceiling-wise, like, maybe we maybe we fire a couple shots here. Dylan C's pumped up for his last start of the season, ready to go play some disc golf on the course that he's building. You know, he's, he's ready to go, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you here. It's a tough matchup, but, like, Cease, when he's right, is one of the best strikeout pitchers in baseball. It's been a disastrous season for him. Good to see him get back on track in a tough mo- matchup in Fenway Park. So very much like Dylan Cease in the entire Chicago White Sox team. When, once they're pl- no longer playing for anything, all of a sudden they're talented again. Um, I still believe Cease has a ton of talent. It's just been a down season for him. Um, I'm I'm fine chasing some strikeout upside here, even against a, a solid San Diego offense. Uh, let's talk bats. Any interest here in the San Diego bats? Never like targeting these opener situations. Um, other side. Or, oh yeah, other side. Sorry. Um, <laughs> home runs for, against home runs against these. It would be about the only thing I'm looking at here. Um, Machado and Tatis. Tatis is all the way down to 5400. I, I thought that was a really interesting price. So I don't mind that as a one off against these at all. Yeah, I mean, you definitely want like power lefties against Cease. That's kind of why I have a little interest in, in this spot because it's such a right-handed heavy lineup. Like even through even through his like struggles this year, he still has a 31% K rate and a 120 ISO against righties. So he's done a great job limiting power against righties. So I mean Soto, fantastic spot. Am I one offing Soto at 5,200? Probably not. Um, I don't build enough lineups. If Gresham cracked a good lineup spot. And like maybe they maybe they sit a couple guys and like Gresham and Choi and Soto bat like second, third, and fourth, and you get a nice little three man stack. Um, but overall, probably not going out of my way to play San Diego today. Other side of this game, any interest here in the White Sox? They're still pretty cheap, but I, the opener situation, I'm probably out. Like I don't like stacking against that that type of thing. Um, even though we're probably getting two righties back to back. Um, not a ton of left-handed power in this lineup. Like Andrew Vaughn at 3,900, I'd be fine with. If Gavin Sheets is in there, I'm okay with that, but not a stack for me. So Nyquen's getting a chance here to kind of finish the season um, this weekend, really, you know, with Robert getting put on the IL. So this is the type of guy that I love to play this time of the year because – he's trying to prove that he still has something, you know? So um, there's not going to be like ground ball swings from Tyler Nyquin right now. So him at 3,600, just chasing that like home run, I think is interesting. Um, you mentioned Gavin Sheets. I always like Gavin Sheets as a, Oh, Jordan love rushing touchdown. We're live now. <laughs> I got a nice five for five. There we go. I think that actually put him over. I needed love for 16 fantasy points on prize picks. And I think that put him over the mark. Now I'm happy. I'm in a good mood now. <laughs> little 10X. I like those. I love that. Good job, Jordan Love. All right. Um, yeah, just like Nyquen, Mankata, they're all kind of cheap. Like you said, I hate targeting like a bullpen situation, but I don't know. The San Diego Padres are going to be giving guys shots too because they're not playing for anything. So you might get some bad arms as well. Yankees at Kansas City taking on the Royals. Carlos Radon against Jordan Lyles. No total in this game. Um, I think this game is going to be kind of high scoring. What are your thoughts here when it comes to Carlos Radon? Carlos Radon is 7,100. Um, and they man. have no reason not to let him throw 90 pitches. Right. Like, try to get him back on track. He's, he had two pretty good starts. Uh, got hit around, around a little bit against Arizona, but 10 strikeouts against Pittsburgh before that nine against Boston. So he's starting to get it back together a little bit. It feels like he's 7,100 and when he's right, he's one of the best strikeout pitchers in baseball. I think you have to take shots here. Um, It's Kansas city too. It's a great matchup. Yeah. I I hate to say it, but I'm, I'm in on Rodon. I think you have to be, I think he's too cheap. 
Yeah. Um, so I'm with you, man. I, I have interest in him today. Like Kansas City's a team that offers strikeout upside anyway. Um, and the Yankees, I mean, they should be playing with a lead. Like he should have a lead here. Jordan Lyle stinks. Like the Yankees bats are very much in play. Um, what are your thoughts here when it comes to Lyles? Like, are you touching Jordan Lyles today? No, I I never play Jordan Lyles. He's really cheap and he's not like a terrible strikeout pitcher, but he just has a home run problem. And the Yankees still have plenty of power um, despite their struggles here recently. I, I guess if we get a judge and Stanton sitting type of situation, maybe I would look into it, but that's about the only case. Judge is hitting two home runs. He's not sitting. He's like, oh, my yeah, baby, I, I got Jordan Lyles today. <laughs> I like the Yankees stack today because outside of Judge, it's a cheap stack. And you you could probably stack like one through five with good pitching and feel really good about it. Yeah, completely agree. Like Judge is the top hitter on the slate. Um, Lyles gives up home runs to both sides. Stanton is only 3,900. I'm going to have to take shots at that too, just – immense power torres is 4200 everybody else is under 4k so i completely agree yankees are one of the top stacks on the slate and as far as like the kansas city bats i think wit is someone you could always take shots on but at this price it's really tough um velasquez would be the guy that i think i'd take some shots on at 4k he's shown great home run power here um kind of since he's been called back up but uh, i don't mind velasquez for kansas city but that's really it yeah, I, I like Wit. Um, I mean, Sal Perez is, is playable for sure. Like, this isn't the same dominant Rodon, even unless he has his, his excellent strikeout stuff. Um, but he can also get wild, or he has shown that this season, that, that he has those issues at times. So I don't mind a Kansas City stack here. Um, Wit is obviously the top target. Then, then Perez, I like the Velasquez call. Oliveris is somebody I don't mind playing against lefties. He's 3,400. Um Let's see, Lofton has been hasn't shown a ton of power in the big leagues or any power really, but had some in the minors. So I, I don't mind that. They're they're cheap outside of wit, like you said. Chicago Cubs at Milwaukee Brewers, Hendricks and Ray facing off against each other. No total out for this game. You know, teams that don't really have anything to play for, Milwaukee Brewers. I think the Brewers, though, are gonna be pumped up for this series because they have a chance to keep the Cubs out of the playoffs and I mean, who would you rather play? Would you rather play the Cubs or the Marlins or Reds? I've been saying this for the last few days. If you have a chance to knock the Cubs out, you knock the Cubs out. They're a much better baseball team than Miami and Cincinnati. Their differential run differential is 100, and Miami and Cincinnati are both minus 40-plus. So, um, yeah, I'm sorry, Keith. I know you're a Cubs fan, <laughs> but, like, I'm sure you agree with me when you're looking at the statistics. Like if, if teams yeah. have a chance to knock the Cubs out, you're knocking the Cubs out. Let's talk baseball here. Kyle Hendricks, 7,700. I just don't, there's no upside with Kyle Hendricks. Like his, his upside's like 22. Um, I, I just, I can't touch him here at 7,700. Yeah. I mean, we've got Rodon at 7,100 and Pavetta at 7,600. There's no reason to, to go to Hendricks on the slate. Colin Ray, I'm sorry, buddy. Um, I, there's no chance I'm playing you today. Like this is the spot you you hope the Cubs get right. Yeah, I mean the the, the Cubs are going to be one of my favorite stacks as well. I'm I'm not playing Colin Ray. All right, let's talk Cubby's bats. I mean, it starts at the top of Bellinger. I know he's expensive, but I mean, this is the guy that has the upside. Candelario being back really helps the lineup overall, um, upside wise too. He's at 21 home runs on the season. So, I mean, the Cubs are one of my favorite stacks today. You're going to get a little bit of value. Um, I think it's easy to make a Cub stack work. And we've already talked about some of these like mid seven, eight K pitchers that we like. I like the Cubs a lot. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Bellinger under 6K for the first time in a while. Um, love him. I think that Suzuki is my next favorite. Uh, guy's been on absolute fire. He's the only one that's been hitting over the last week or so. Um, say a Suzuki at 4,300. Candelario back from the IL, like you mentioned. Talkman's only 3,500. He probably leads off again. Uh, Jan Gomes at catcher, 3,300. Helps you fit in uh, the Bellinger and Horner and, and Swanson types. Um, and then Master Boney's been hitting actually really well. Not a ton of power, but he's been getting on base and he's got a little bit of speed. I think he has seven stolen bases in the second half. Um, Master, Master Boney's only 2,200. It sucks that you have to play him at, at third, um, but if you if you need a little savings and he's probably going to hit in that nine hole, it makes perfect sense for the wraparound stack. 
I don't hate Master Brony as as a punt. Every time you say his name, I think Rice Aroni. Uh, Milwaukee <laughs> Bats here. Any interest in the Milwaukee Bats? I mean, you can certainly chase home runs against Hendricks. Um, Yelich is is in a fantastic spot here. Lefty power in particular is something that Hendricks has struggled with, but really both sides of the plate. So Adamas and Contreras are, are fine. I don't think I full stack them up here, but two or three of them together chasing home runs off of Hendricks is, is totally fine. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This game gets out of hand and they know they probably are not going to beat the Cubs. We start seeing guys get pinch hit for it. I mean, that's the risk. Um, Frillick, I, I got to say, like, we got to give a little credit to Mark Kana. His second half of the season has been um, absolutely phenomenal. So just want to throw his name in the hat. I know he's a little bit more expensive now, but um, really impressed by his second half. All right, let's go to Coors. We got Minnesota at Colorado. Ryan and Blatch facing off against each other in this one. Uh, no total still. You know, I, I was kind of – I saw that earlier. Um, let's talk Joe Ryan first. He's 9K. He's going into Coors. Minnesota not playing for anything at this point. They know exactly where they're going to be. They're playing in that wild card game. Um. What are we doing with Minnesota? Like they, I mean, wouldn't Joe Ryan, Pablo Lopez and Joe Ryan be your two guys? You're like debating on like, who's going to pitch that first game. Sonny Gray, I guess. Like I, I don't see a long leash. I see, th- I see like four or five innings and like, if he gets his normal workload, I don't care that this game's in cores. Um, he should crush. So I think he's an interesting tournament play. I don't think he's a cash game play by any means. Um, what are your thoughts here on Ryan? Love the spot for him, even though it's Coors, but I have the same concerns about pitch count that you do. Like, they're not going to extend them. I, th- I think this is going to be a five innings and you're done type of situation, no matter how good it's going. Um, like, even if he went five no-hit innings with six strikeouts, I think that's probably about the extent of his work here today. There's just not much reason for him to push, for them to push him. Um, he doesn't have the longest leash anyway, so I'm I'm concerned. Uh, I, and that's a shame because I do really like the spot. This Colorado offense is is atrocious, and I'm not scared of them even in Coors Field. Yeah, even if Ty Blotch got like a triple-A lineup, I'm not playing him. Don't care. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think the Minnesota bats are somewhat interesting today, depending on like who cracks the lineup here. I mean, if Ryan Jevers cracks the lineup, he's one of my favorite catcher plays. Like, he's been absolutely crushing. Him and Vasquez have actually been crushing left-handed pitching, like, all season, it feels like. Um, It's going to be a somewhat watered-down lineup still because they are dealing with some injuries. Um, Do we think – I think, like, do you bring Buxton back this weekend or do you just bring him back for the playoffs? Like, he's he's very close to being ready to be back, so – um, it'd be interesting to see, see if they bring him back and get him some at bats here. Um, Jordan Luplo's on the bench. If he draws a start at 2,800, he's hit left-handed pitching really well throughout his career. Could be really interesting in cores. Um, but yeah, I have interest in Minnesota. This game's in cores and Blotch stinks. 
yeah, I have interest in Minnesota. I, if they're going to be chalky, I I might end up underweight. Um, I am also a little bit concerned about pitch hit risk. Like if you get Donovan Solano leading off or something like that, he could be lifted for a pinch hitter. Certainly, a little worried about Luplo getting pinch hit for. Uh, Michael Taylor is a name that I'm interested in. I think they keep him out there for his defense, so maybe he doesn't have as high a pinch hit risk. Love both of the catchers, like you mentioned. Um, if they DH one of those guys and, and both of them are in there, I, I am totally fine with either one. Um, Kyle Farmer, another guy that, that may have some pinch hit risk, but has hit lefties pretty well in his career. So I'm definitely interested in the spot. I'm not not afraid of tie block at all, um, but some some pinch hit concerns and some, some ownership concerns. Any interest in the Rockies bats here? No, none. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. No real interest, no real interest for me um, in Colorado. Um, Cincinnati at St. Louis is where we go next. Another game that had oh, it has a total now. It didn't have a total earlier. Nine total pick'em game. We have Woodford and Williamson facing off. Any interest here in Williamson? I don't think I can do it against St. Louis. Um, I know they've been running out a, a super watered down lineup, and they've been resting Goldschmidt and Arenado quite a bit. Williamson looked like he was starting to figure it out mid-season, but I think he's kind of run out of gas now. He, he just hasn't been good in his last three starts, um, and it's not like they were tough matchups either. It was Pittsburgh, the Mets, and, and Detroit, and he didn't get through the through the fifth inning in any of them. So I think I'm out on Williamson here. I kind of have some slight interest in him, Keith. I can't lie. Like I don't think Goldschmidt plays again this year. The back tightness excuse or whatever it is, like uh, they're being very careful with him. Arenado's on the IL. Contreras is on the IL. Tyler O'Neill's on the IL. Um, I it's just, an ugly lineup for sure. Oh, it is. <laughs> like, I mean, this lineup could be three, four lefties still in there. So, I want to see what the lineup looks like before, like, I make a decision. But this lineup could be awful. Like, it could be the worst lineup we see all day. So, um, just kind of interest is going to be related to what this lineup looks like, but. I agree with you. He hasn't been pitching great. He's had some good matchups. Um, he still has a little bit of strikeout upside. I, I think this is the spot, and especially with like Cincinnati still playing for something. Like if he's pitching really well in this game, do they let him keep going? I think they do. I, I don't see a reason for them not to let him keep going. And like you're you're Cincy. Every game matters right now. So um, for me on Williamson, I, I think that you potentially take shots on him if Goldschmidt and four lefties, five lefties are in like, there's a good chance that we get a lot of lefties in this lineup today. Um, Woodford on the other side, no chance, man. Like Jake Woodford hasn't been great so far. And he faces a team that has something to play for that. He's going to get their best lineup. And I just, I have no interest. Yeah, I, I don't either. No strikeout upside. And he's, he's getting an a, a lineup from the reds. Like you said, I think the Reds are one of the top stacks on the slate today. I know this game's not in Cincinnati, but again, like we want to target hitters in games that mean something. Well, guess what? This game means everything for this team. So, um, I mean, they need to win out. They need a couple things to happen still, but they, they're very much in the thick of things. Like we play what 162 games and there's still so many question marks on this wild card situation. And like, American League West is gonna looks like it's gonna come down to the very end. So um, just fantastic, man. It's gonna be fantastic, but very interested in the Reds bats today. Yeah, I mean Woodford's a guy that has a strikeout rate below fifteen percent, and the Reds' biggest problem here down the stretch has been strikeouts. So this is a, a great matchup for them. Um, interested to see where Ellie De La Cruz is is hitting. They've been moving him all over the lineup. He's been towards the bottom here recently. So it's really tough to pay for him, but man, for a strikeout guy like him that ha just has all the power in the world, like I love this spot for Ellie. If he's down at the the bottom of the lineup, though, it's tough to pay fifty eight hundred for him. Um, Friedel and Fraley, I think, are my my two favorite options, depending on lineup spot. Votto is certainly fine. Steer, um, if he's in there, like yeah, I'm with you. I'm, I'm very interested in the Reds. They they need to win this game. Um, so we should be should should be getting the best lineup they can offer. As far as the St. Louis bats go, I mean, I'm definitely going to be looking at targeting like Edmund, um, Yepes. 
I just think overall the lineup has potential to be really bad. Um, I think this is a spot I could one off or maybe even like a two man, some of these uh, righties that actually aren't bad, but I just, uh, where's the, like my, my head just keeps, can't wrap around like this lineup being anything decent. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to be great. It's going to be a bunch of young guys who just haven't really hit much in the last, like they're, they're all new. Like it's going to be Jordan Walker's probably going to hit in the middle third or fourth. Um, you're going to get Yepes in there. Like you said, Luke Baker is a guy that they've been running out there. He's 2,400. I, I actually like Baker quite a bit. Uh, Walker's another one that I like quite a bit. Palacios has been in there recently. Wynn is a big prospect, but I think he's, he's still too raw to kind he's of target love though. But, he's more of a glove prospect than a hitter prospect. Yeah. I mean, he's got power and speed, but he's just, he's super young and toolsy at this point. He's, he's just too raw. He's not ready is, is the point. Uh, but yeah, more glove first than anything, but he does have some power and speed potential. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not a full stack for me. It's, it's too watered down of a lineup, but I do, I do think there's some interesting pieces here. Jordan Walker and Luke and Baker are my, my two favorite, I would say. Um, if Dan Campbell goes to this, I just, I respect him so much, so much more. <laughs> like, I mean, there's no reason not to go for it in my opinion, but I mean, I have, I have an right under now. man. There are reasons not to go for it. I mean, you're <laughs> wanting this though, right? Like what's your under? <laughs> under 46. A uh, field goal makes it 47. You want them to go for it and get stuffed right. here. Like you listen, you should come <laughs> to the dark side. You're rooting for them to go for it. <laughs> I mean, they scored, so it doesn't matter. But uh, I mean, David Montgomery, three touchdowns. Uh, what a night! Yeah. Wow, <laughs> what Detroit man! All right, um, I, I do like the the Baker call, and I don't mind like a little three man there, like Walker, Baker, Yepis, because they are cheap. So um, I, I don't hate that. Oakland, Adelaide taking on the Angels. Yes, this is a baseball game. Yes, these two teams are going to show up and play baseball. Yes, it's going to be ugly. Waldachuk, Silseth, no total. I kind of want to play Ken Waldachuk, Keith. Can you kind of, can you can you dismiss my thoughts and tell me I'm crazy? I don't think it's crazy. I, I like this better than than Williamson. I think um, he's just shown more upside here recently. Was really good against Detroit, and was somehow serviceable against Houston. He put up 22 DraftKings points against. Houston uh, didn't record a bunch of strikeouts there, but six shutout innings against Houston is nothing to sneeze at. Like that's, that's impressive. So this, whatever's left of this angels lineup, I, I don't think it's crazy. I I'm interested in Waldschuk also, especially if Rodon gets popular. Like if people are playing Rodon, I think this is an excellent pivot. Um, yeah, I think he's interesting. Angels lineup is just not good. Um, still sits on the other side, even as bad as his team is. I don't, I don't have any interest in him. No, I don't either. Pitch count more than anything else. I mean, yep. he's coming back from the IL. Um, he did make two rehab starts, but it was very like limited pitch, pitch wise and innings wise. So, I mean, they're just getting him one more start here to kind of finish the season. Uh, as far as the Oakland bats go, I mean, another team that I don't mind maybe looking for some cheap bats here with like Roker, uh, Nada type plays. Um, if Seth Brown is back in there, you could take some shots on him, but he's dealing with like an oblique injury, could potentially miss the rest of the year. Blade could potentially get a good lineup spot at 2,800. So just kind of looking for value on Oakland here. Yeah, I, I don't mind hunting some home runs here against Silseth. Um, Oakland gets the ballpark upgrade. Basically, any park is is better for hitting than their home park. Um, Silseth has had a massive home run problem in his short big league time. So I, I agree. You're looking for for cheap power. Rooker, uh, Noda, even Langoliers, I don't mind as a, a cheap catcher with with power. Blade has been back in there a few times. So if he's in there, he's got some pop. Again, it's. Like probably a one-off, maybe two or three at, at most, but I, I think you can certainly find a home run or two here. Any interest in the Angels bats here? I mean, kind of the same thing, just hunting for a cheap home run. Hunter Renfro against lefties, we love that. He's 3,600. Grichuk, I think, is fine at 3,500. Joe Adele has big power. At 3,600, Ohapi, 3,700. Again, I, I think you play... Two of the two or three of these guys at the most, but you can certainly look for a home run against Waldachuk. 
Brandon Dury is great against left-handed pitching. Um, yeah, so good you can, him. Yeah, you can take him with Ohapi, Renfro, Adele. Um, I mean, they have been struggling, but like they could easily have a big game here. Like they, these three, four guys hit left-handed pitching really well. So, um, oh, dude, Thursday night football next week. Sam Howell against that Chicago defense. I can't play against the Chicago <laughs> defense on the main slate next week. What is going on? <laughs> Houston at Arizona, uh, France against Gallon. I mean, this game's the Houston game still happening right now. Um, they take a huge um, bump if they end up winning, right? No, are they playing tonight? Or are they off? Um, I think they were off today. They okay. So I was thinking the Texas is playing. I was thinking the Seattle series was still going. Um, my bad. So, I mean, Seattle, they win. I think they are tied with Houston going into the weekend. So, could be huge. Um, but, yeah, I mean, full full, full go here for both of these teams. I mean, Arizona just talking about a team choking. Like, they don't want to win games right now either. I don't know what's going on. But um, what are your thoughts here on JP France? So I mean it's it's a kind of a it's a must win game for Houston like they're in danger of falling out of the playoffs with it which is just wild for how talented this team is, um, I, for that reason like if he gets in trouble we see it all the time in playoff games a, a guy gets in trouble in the third inning and it's a must win game for the team they get the hook like they'll go to the bullpen and and mix and match the rest of the way so I'm really concerned about pitch count here for France if it's not going perfectly I think there's a chance he could get a, a quick hook. And with his, the the way his walks have been here recently, I'm I'm concerned. Um, I don't think I take any shots on him in, in DFS today. It's not a great matchup either. Arizona is a very low strikeout offense. Um, they haven't been as good in, in the second half as they were in the first half, but there's still tons of talent, and they they just don't strike out very much. Yeah, tough matchup for both of these pitchers. Zach Gallon on the other side, like at one point was a front runner for the Cy Young. Um, I mean, he's had a fantastic season. Houston's a tough matchup. Love the fact that like he's pitching for something and you know, that the upside is there for that, but they've really limited him pitch wise um, here recently. They've gone to the bullpen a lot. They really haven't extended him over a hundred pitches one time in the last four or five starts. So I, I think this is a spot I'll probably pass just how good the Houston lineup is. Um, even though like Zach Gallon is always someone I love to play. Yeah, I mean it's the matchup. Houston has the lowest strikeout in baseball in the over the last 30 days. So, like, what's the upside here at 9,700? Like, he can't give you even six shutout innings and six strikeouts is not enough at, at 9,700. Um, there's, I'm very concerned about the upside. I think he's going to be really low owned there, and like, I don't think it's insane to say he could strike out nine or ten in this spot. I just, I don't think it's very likely. So I would need some extremely low ownership. I'm talking like 5% to, to want to take some shots on gallon. If he comes in there, I mean, I don't hate him as a, a tournament sprinkle, but it's, it's not a great spot for upside. Wouldn't it be crazy if Arizona loses out and the Cubs, like, it, like Arizona misses the playoffs somehow, like that would be wild. I mean, that's not out of the question. Um, no, no. Cincinnati is what two, three back of Arizona right now. So I think Cincinnati could, would tie Arizona. If Cincinnati wins out and Arizona loses, they would they would be tied. So that's the worst they can do. Yeah, but who has the tiebreaker? The tiebreaker rules have changed this year. Ah, that's There's true. No... Yep. I, I'm not sure who has the tiebreakers. Because I know Arizona hasn't clinched yet, so I wonder if, like, Chicago Cubs and Miami have the tiebreaker over Arizona, so. And, oh, you you know what? I'm the Where I'm looking right now, it has the Cubs and Miami both in, but it's because they're tied. There's only one spot. So there's two spots available for Arizona, Chicago, Miami, and Cincinnati. Right. So Miami and Chicago could pass Arizona. If Arizona loses all three and the Cubs and Marlins both win all three, then Arizona's out. You're right. Yeah, and, like, Houston's still playing for something, obviously. They're trying not yeah. to. Yeah, I mean, they're in danger of falling out. This is they're wild. Just... I, this is yeah. such a fun time of the year. Yeah. The Yankees didn't go on that stretch of, like, losing a gazillion games. They would be right up there. Um. All right, bats. Tough matchup for Houston. Any interest in the bats here? 
No, I mean it's Gallon's upside. I'm worried about it. I don't. I'm not worried about him getting beat up or anything. I mean, even he, he might give up two or three runs, but just a super talented pitcher. I, I don't think I'm paying these prices for Houston. I think I'm going to stay away from bats on both sides of this game. I love the talent. <laughs> no one's questioning the talent of either any of these bats, but I think I. Oh, gosh, man, I'm still I'm woozy about the nine total. Um, I mean, if I was going to play, I, I would definitely play the Arizona side with like Carroll, um, Walker, Fam. I just don't think I go there. I think there's better spots today. Like, if JP France gets in trouble, he's going to get yanked fast, and they're going to yeah. just throw really good bullpen arms and play matchups the whole time. Yeah, I mean, he was Houston's treating this like a playoff game essentially. So the matchup isn't going to be good either. France is out there and pitching really well. I think he's at least an average pitcher, probably above average, and the Houston bullpen's really good. So not not a great spot for Arizona bats. Texas at Seattle. Uh, this game is still going right now. It's a huge game for Seattle. Um, huge game. It's 2-1 to one right now. Fifth inning just ended. Um, the Texas Rangers are up. We got Eovaldi and Wu. Uh, no total. <laughs> I feel like that's a, a common theme, but... Um, I think Texas, I could be wrong, but I think Texas would clinch a playoff. They clinch a playoff berth with a win against Seattle on Thursday night. Um, and they're two wins away from clinching the AL West uh, for what it's worth. So there you go. Um, let's talk Eovaldi against Seattle. You know, a lot of these high-end pitchers, there's a lot of downside, but Eovaldi, there's downside as well. I think there's a little bit of upside for him in this matchup uh, just because of how much Seattle strikes out. But don't think I'm going to do it. It just, I, Keith, I mean, looking at the matchups on the slate, one of the reasons that I like C so much um, is because it's so hard for me to, these playoff pitchers are like yep. guys that I'm just worried about, you know, getting sat down if the game gets out of hand. Yeah. I mean, Eovaldi hasn't had a, a, a great leash here recently anyway. Um, they, they've been slowly building him up. Um, 86 is last one, 82, 73. So, like, it's been a, a gradual climb. I suppose they're fine with him going about 95 in this one. But, like you said, like, so give me that playoff scenario again real quick. I think they clinched if they win tonight, right? So they there's no reason playoff, for them. Playoff berth tonight if they win. They need two wins. So if they win tonight, they need one win over the next yeah. three games to clinch the AL West. Gotcha. So this could be the, the division clinching game for Eovaldi. That makes me feel a little bit better about him, but I'm I'm still concerned. And like, just he, like the fact he hasn't thrown 90 pitches in a very long time. I think he probably does it today, but it's going to be low nineties. He's not getting a hundred pitches. Like that's when, that's when he hits his true upside is when he gets through like seven, eight innings. He's not, a, not a huge strikeout guy. Anyway, it is a good matchup for strikeouts. Probably don't need to do it on this slate is, is kind of where I'm going to land. I think ceiling-wise, like you said, though, if he's pitching well, he might get 100 pitches here. Um, so he hasn't thrown 100 pitches for a few months, but, I mean, there's a little bit of injuries in there as well. Um, so if he's pitching really well, I could see them letting him go if he struggles. I think he's gone. I think Brian Wu kind of the same thing. Um if he's pitching well, I think they extend him. He's been struggling a little bit here against good teams. Uh, he just faced his team last time out. Yeah. Hate that. Um, any interest here in Wu? Yeah, him him facing this team in back-to-back starts is not something I love, and he got beat up, beat up the last time he faced him as well. This Texas offense is just really good now that they're healthy again. I love Brian Wu as a pitcher, but facing a really good offense for the second time in a week is not not a place I'm looking to target. Um, yeah, I mean, Texas bats, I could see them being a contrarian stack with them having something to play for in a tough matchup against Wu. Um, I could see stacking Texas on the slate. Yeah, I, I don't hate it. Um, especially just seeing what we just saw them get to Wu a little bit in his last start. So I don't hate it. It's not going to be a, a spot that I'm, I'm targeting a ton in my build, but um maybe if i i have one or two full stacks of them i think that's the way i'd play it is just full stack them because woo is facing them for the second time in a week um 
yeah, I mean, that that's about it. It's the usual suspects. Wu is, he struggles with lefties a little bit. So Seager's top option. Love love Nate Lowe in the spot, but don't forget Jung and Simeon and, and Adolis either. Uh, any interest in Seattle bats here? No, I mean, Eovaldi's starting. He's he's like figured it out again. He was struggling mightily for a while there, but looks like he's back on track now, even if he doesn't have the longest leash. Um, still a really good pitcher, so probably out on Seattle here. Yeah, I mean, I could see stacking them. Again, they're a team that's playing for something. Like, do they show up and hit the ball and have a big game? It's possible. And, like, they're cheap. Seattle's really cheap on the slate. So I don't know if we necessarily need it, but I mean, Evan Carter has looked really good at the plate or he's on the other side. Just kidding. Um, if you play in Texas, I like Evan Carter, but on the Seattle yeah. side, Kelnick I, Crawford, I don't necessarily love. So it'd probably be like Kelnick Hernandez, Julio Rodriguez, and then like a Cal Riley and then a cheap bat, whoever cracks the lineup. So um, don't mind the Seattle stack with them playing for something needing needing to win this game i think is seattle makes them interesting here uh dodgers and giants to finish this out here we got lance lynn going up against win he is supposed to pitch so um he's been on the covid list since the middle of september he's not been out too long he pitched on september 16th should get 75 to 80 pitches here um against dodgers what are your thoughts on lance lynn like they kind of need him to go out and throw a good game i mean he just hasn't done it <laughs> yeah like the price is up there is the thing like i was fine taking shots on lynn when he was mid 7k just even knowing that it was probably going to go poorly but the upside at that price is is much better than 8600 is just man it, it's a tough ask with the way that he, the form he has been in here recently it's been a long time since he's had a, a clean start. I, I don't think I'm – like San Francisco's a team I like to pick on too. That's the reason I'm on the fence so much. They strike out a ton. So potential for a good outing here for Lance Lynn. Great ballpark to pitch in. I don't know. I'm still on the fence on this one. I, like I, I see the merit to it. I certainly wouldn't try to talk anyone off of it. It's just whether or not we need him. Like I, I know there's some pitchers in that 7K range we really like. Um like I, I think I'd, I know I'd rather take shots on Rodon and Pavetta. I think I might even throw Waldachuk in there just because of the savings over Lynn. So, am I really going to need to go here on this slate? I'm not sure, but I'm intrigued because it's a, a great spot for him. It's just the form has not been good here recently. Yeah, I mean, on paper, it's a good spot. The other thing, though, like the Giants can get really left-handed against him, um, which worries yeah. me a little bit, but. I mean, just looking at the slate as a whole, I think just by process of elimination, I think he's going to potentially be in play. Um, I'm not touching win on the other side, even if the if the Dodgers roll at the B lineup, it doesn't matter. Right. I don't think he's going to have the the pitch count to to be useful for us. Uh, Dodgers bats, I mean, could potentially be low owned. You know, they're typically low owned anyway because of the late start times and people hate playing these guys, but. Um, any interest here in the Dodgers bats? Yeah, definitely. Um, like it depends on the lineup. Obviously I, I will say that I think I would prefer to just see the B lineup to start with. So I don't have to worry about the pinch hit stuff like paint yes. playing Mookie bets at, at 6,600 and getting two at bats is no fun. So I, I would prefer them just to roll out the, the B lineup. Give me, give me Peralta in there. Give me Miguel Rojas and Kike Hernandez, even Colton Wong. Like that you have a potentially really cheap Dodger stack then. So like, I, I don't think I'll play Freeman and Betts, even if they start um, and probably Martinez, I'd throw in that conversation as well, but I'm concerned about the pinch hit risk. I, I don't, I'm not scared of win on the other side. So I do have some interest in stacking Dodgers. I just, I need to see the lineup. Yeah, I like that call too. I'd rather have that B lineup. Yeah. Um, Giants bats against Lance Lynn, like maybe chase some like left-handed power here. I don't know if we necessarily need to do it. What are your thoughts on the Giants? They're really cheap. Um, Jock is thirty-seven hundred. I know he's been pretty bad here recently, uh, but there's still all kinds of power dude. there. <laughs> yeah, it's been ugly. Like taking some bad swings. 
Uh, the Ostremski is 3,600. Wade is 3,400. So I'm, there's left-handed power here that's cheap. Conforto, I, I think you can chase some home runs here. I don't know that I play for the whole like Lynn blow-up situation, um, especially with the, the way the Giants pinch hit, but certainly chasing a home run or two at, at these mid-3K price tags is fine. Yeah, one of the reasons that we have interest in Lance Lynn is just how bad this team has been. All right, morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you got, Keith? Let's see here. I've got Nick Pavetta, 30% strikeout rate. I'm I'm going to be playing a bunch of Pavetta. If Baltimore rolls out the, the B lineup, even better. Wheels up for Pavetta. My guy, I like it. Um, I'm going to go Carlos Radon. No reason not to roll him out there and let him have one last good start to finish the year. Over 8K to score under 15. Who is your bust today? Give me Ryu. Um, there is some uh, some risk here that Tampa Bay rolls out a really bad lineup too, but I just he doesn't have the strikeout upside uh, to where he's going to put up something that I, a score that I need to have. So eighty five hundred for a low strikeout pitcher, just even if he gets a, a good good spot with the Tampa Bay order, I'm I'm not interested. Yeah, I like that call. Um, I'm going to go JP France. I think this is a tough spot for him against Arizona, and if he gets in trouble, I think he gets an early hook. So I'm going to go JP France. Over 4K to hit a home run. Who is going yard? I mean, Aaron Judge is in the spot of all spots today. <laughs> Jordan Lyles is one of my favorite pitchers to pick on for home runs, and, and Judge is obviously one of the best at hitting them. Love that call. Um, nothing <laughs> wrong with that call by any <laughs> means. I, I'm checking his price really quick. Adam Duvall, 4,200. I really like Adam Duvall against Means today. Um, give me Adam Duvall to hit a home run. Under 4K to get two hits, there are a gazillion guys in play under 4K today. Yeah, I need my Cubs bats to wake up. Give me Talkman leading off against Colin Ray. Good spot for him. Um, hopefully he doesn't get they, – they could lift him if they get a, a lead. Um, they could throw Crow Alexander out there in center field. Um, but Talkman should be out there for at least three at-bats, so i like him to get it done. That's what you got to hope for, right, at the end of the day. Um, yeah. I didn't mention it, but no cores, obviously. I'm going to go a little off the board today and go Hunter Renfro at 3,600 against Waldachuk. I think Waldachuk's a really interesting tournament play. Renfro throughout his career has been really good against left-handed pitching, so I'll go Renfro. Uh, stack to score six or more. Who's getting the stack done today? It's going to be the Braves against Trevor Williams. Just a fantastic spot for them. They're expensive. We've got Coors on the on the slate, so I'm not sure how popular they will be. If we get the Braves low-owned here, I absolutely love it. I'm going to go with your Cubbies. This, I mean, this is the spot. Um, I didn't want to say Yankees, by the way. I think the Yankees are in a fantastic spot, but I didn't want to say Yankees. Um, love the Cubs. I think it's a great spot for them. You just hope they get the job done. I know you do for sure. Uh, any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, last big slate of the year. We'll have some playoff stuff coming up, but we're shifting gears kind of full swing into football now. Yeah, I mean, we'll be talking more Monday Night Football, Thursday Night Football slates. Um, I know I did say we'll be off Monday, um, so we'll not be talking about this Monday Night Football game. But, um, yeah, so we'll be doing a little bit of split. I mean, baseball slates that are on football days, we'll do football and baseball. We'll be shifting the morning grind football show to Fridays. Um, I haven't even told Keith that, but hey, Keith, there you go. Um, so yeah, just the schedule's changing a little bit. We'll still be doing stuff and um, working on putting together an NBA preview show for NBA in October, end of October. When we come back for morning grind next week it'll be october and that means it's basketball season so hope everyone has a fantastic weekend we'll be back on tuesday talking baseball for the first round of the playoffs hope everyone has a good one we'll see you then